I'd like to speak to you under the title, How to Say Thanks. How to Say Thanks. Exodus chapter 35, please. And we're going to read from the verse 4. And we'll read a number of verses uh, from this chapter and then a number of verses in the following chapter. Exodus chapter 35, please. And we're reading from the verse 4. And this is the word of the Lord, and we read, And Moses spake unto all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, This is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord, whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it, an offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass, and blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and ram skins dyed red and badger skins and shatim wood and oil for the light and spices for anointing oil and for the sweet incense and onyx stones and stones to be set for the ephod and for the breastplate. Can't come with me down to verse 30 please of chapter 35 verse 30. And Moses said unto the children of Israel, See, the Lord hath called by name Bezalel, the son of Uri, the son of Hur, of the tribe of Judah. And he hath filled him with the Spirit of God in wisdom, in understanding, and in knowledge, and in all manner of workmanship, and to advise, to devise curious works, to work in gold and in silver and in brass. And in the cutting of stones to set them, and in carving of wood to make any manner of cunning work. And he hath put in his heart that he may teach both he and Aholiab, the son of Hahishmahak, uh, to the tribe of Dan. Them hath he filled with wisdom of heart to work all manner of work of the engraver, and to, of the cunning workman, and of the embroiderer in blue, and in purple, in scarlet, and in fine linen, and of the weaver, even of them that do any work, and of those that devise cunning work. Then wrought uh, Bezalel and Aholiab, and every wise-hearted man in whom the Lord put wisdom and understanding to know how to work all manner of work for the service of the sanctuary, according to all that the Lord had commanded. And Moses called Bezalel and Aholiab and every wise-hearted man in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom, even every one whose heart stirred him up to come on to the work to do it. And they received of Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of the sanctuary to make it with all. And they brought yet unto him free offerings every morning. And all the wise men that wrought all the work of the sanctuary came every man from his work which they made. And they spake unto Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. Isn't that lovely? The people have brought much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded to make. And Moses gave commandment. And they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman make any more work for the offering of the sanctuary. So the people were restrained from bringing. 
And listen to this verse. For the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it, and too much. We trust the Lord will bless the reading of his word to each of our hearts this Lord's Day morning. You know, as I was thinking about the harvest during the week, I began to think about the reasons why we hold a harvest service. And I suppose it can be seen as a time to thank God for his goodness to us, to thank God for the temporal and spiritual provisions he so graciously bestows upon us every day. To give the Lord thanks for the food he so graciously provides us. And to say and to sing all good gifts around us are sent from heaven above. We sang already this morning of his great faithfulness to us. Morning by morning, new mercies I see. You know, this led me to think about what the Bible teaches about being thankful. To think about how you and I, as God's children, should respond to his faithfulness. And that led me to this passage that we're in this morning. In the context of this passage, we find the Israelites and we see a practical outgiving of thankful hearts. We see them bringing their gold and their silver and their bronze. We, we see them bringing blue and purple and scarlet thread, their fine linen and many other things which would have been so precious to them. We see the children of Israel uh, particularly preparing things with their hands. We see two men who God had, uh, had gifted with craftsmanship who uh, were given the task of leading the building and construction of the tabernacle. And you get the feeling that all that was going on in this passage is an outpouring of thankfulness in a practical sense and a giving sense for all that the Lord had done for the children of Israel. We must remember at this stage the Lord had led the people out of slavery in Egypt. He had faithfully led them out of the Egypt. He had faithfully taken them across the river. He had faithfully led them in the wilderness. And there's, there's something very interesting that we must note that happened not long before this passage. It's, we read in Exodus chapter 12 and verse 36. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. So that they lent unto them such things as they required. And they spoiled the Egyptians. The Lord had granted such grace to his people that when they were leaving slavery, not only were they granted freedom, but all the provisions that they needed as they went out. They were able to take up the Egyptians clothes and gold and sure food for their journey ahead. And God was so faithful to them as they were leaving the slavery in Egypt. And as we come today as a church fellowship, which has been so, uh, and we look around our church building, which has been so beautifully decorated uh, to express the worship of our hearts and the things that God has given to us, how we must think as God's children, how we can do that. Another thing I think is important to note as we set the context for this passage this morning is that the people had initially wasted some of the gold that they plundered from the Egyptians. Do you remember? When Moses was up the mountain uh, for the first time, he was there receiving the commandments. He, he was there for 40 days. 
And down below, the, the people had corrupted themselves and they had melted down their gold and they created a golden calf which they began to worship in such foolishness. And as a result of that, God was going to remove his presence. But Moses pleaded with God and we read in Exodus 33 verse 15, And he, that is Moses, said unto him, God, if thy presence go not with me, Carry us not up hence. And so when we so when we have the Lord, he, he instructs Moses with the many details of the tabernacle that was to be constructed. The Lord had freed the Israelites from slavery, and he had taken them through the Red Sea. He had been gracious and merciful, and they began worshipping this other god, the golden calf. And they certainly hadn't been thankful when they were doing that. And so we arrive in this scene in our Bibles this morning. It's the construction of the tabernacle. Maybe you're someone and you aren't fully familiar with the tabernacle and you're wondering what the tabernacle is and what it looked like. Well, here's a picture of it on the screen. Uh, this was to be the place where God would be worshipped. Uh, worshipped through the sacrificing of lambs. It was the place where God would dwell. It was the place where the people would come into God's presence. It would be a most important part of the camp. It would be central in the camp of the Israelites as they travelled through the wilderness. And it was a very holy place. Even when the Israelites were on their move, it was very important that the instructions and how it was to be moved and transported were followed. Now as we come to this passage this morning, we see how grateful and thankful the children of Israel were when they were, when they set to work in constructing this wonderful place. We just, we'd see displays of practical thankfulness, if we can call it that. Displays of how to say thanks. By what they were doing, they began to show the Lord how thankful they were. It's easy to say thank you, isn't it? It's easy for any words to come out of our mouths. So easy, boys and girls, and adults as well, all of us. So easy to say thanks. But sometimes it's showing that we're thankful. We struggle on, isn't it? Sometimes actually showing it through what we do. Let me tell you, there's some rich practical lessons in here for us this morning at this harvest season. I want you to see that, that they gave thanks for what they had. We can give from what we have. They gave from what they had. Look at verse 5 of the chapter 35. And this is what we read. Moses said to them, Take ye from among you an offering to the Lord. Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Another translation of the Bible puts it this way. It says, from what you have, take an offering for the Lord. From what you have. You can give from what you have. Maybe you can recall back to when you were in school. And maybe you're a parent, and maybe you're a parent or a teacher and you know all about this, but do you remember how you used to, to put labels in absolutely everything? I remember my mum used to do this. You, you would have sent your child, you send your child to school and their names in their jumper, jumper and their names in their pencil case and their names in their lunchbox and their names in anything that can become detached from them. I remember in the early stages of school, my name was even on my pencil. Um, I think that was maybe because I'm good at losing things uh, rather than anything else. 
And it seems ridiculous the lengths that we go to in order to make sure that people know that these things belong to us. And we would say, that's my pencil or that's my rubber and we claim everything back that's ours. This morning as we come to worship God, we must remember that everything we have, everything you have, dear brother and sister, is given to you graciously by the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Well, what did the children of Israel have? What could they offer to their God? Absolutely everything about them, everything they had was only theirs because God had given it to them. All they had was from the great creator God, the one who had redeemed them, the one who had led them out of slavery. And that's all that they could give back. And what an important lesson for us as the children of God to learn today, to take uh, the lesson to take away from this passage. The Lord has given you everything that you have. Every penny that you and I own, every skill, talent and ability that you and I have, it's only ours because God has given it to us. He's given to us our possessions. He's given to us our possessions. You know, in our world today, many look around and they'll talk about what they own. Their land, their car, their big business. It's all about what you own. A big house. People are obsessed with it. It brings popularity. The more you have, it seems more people flock round to you. People flock to those who are rich. And all of a sudden, these material things, they become gods. And people can't let go of them. And they can't do without them. And even if it's not money, maybe it's the talents that each of us have been given, the gifts and abilities. Many people use their talents to try and make their own name great. But dear believer, this morning, this isn't our calling. We would do well to remember that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. Now all of a sudden we realise that everything that you and I own, including the last breath that you just took, belongs to the Lord. I was reading about a 93-year-old man in Italy. I may have shared this with you before. I've read about a 93-year-old man who was in Italy who was in hospital and was in need of a ventilator. And he was told that he would need to pay for the ventilator, which he had only been on for one day. And when the doctor told him the fee for this ventilator, he began to cry. And he told the doctor, I don't cry because of the money I have to pay. I cry because for 93 years, I've been breathing God's air. And I haven't had to pay a penny for it. And for using this ventilator today, I owe you 5,000 euros. He said, how much I must owe God. And I never once thanked him. Not only has the Lord given us the air that we breathe, our possession, all our possessions, but he has given to us our abilities. We see in this passage a couple of men who are highlighted for their abilities and craftsmanship. And the Lord had gifted and equipped Bezalel and Aholiab to lead this work for the construction of the tabernacle. We read about them verses from verse 30 onwards. We, we see these men come and and. 
Not only did they have the ability to work with their hands, not only were they practical workers, but these two men had the ability to teach others as well. Look at verse 34. And he hath put in his heart that they may teach, both he and Aholiab uh, of the tribe of Dan. And, and also we see, and we didn't read these verses this morning, but we see that the women were also involved in helping with their hands. Look at verse 25 and 26. Look at what it says there. It says, and all the women that were wise-hearted did spin with their hands and brought that which they had spun, both of blue and of purple and of scarlet and of fine linen. And all the women whose hearts stirred them up in wisdom spun goat's hair. Do you know what these verses teach me? No matter who you are, the ability, you have the ability to serve the Lord in gospel work. Some people seem to think that only those who are capable of leading or, or, or preaching have the ability to serve the Lord. But the Bible tells us we all have a part to play. You know, you can give from what you have. You're capable of doing the dishes. You can serve the Lord in this way at the church supper. But my point is, as the little hymn says, and I quote it so often to you, is there's a work for Jesus only you can do. How we must realise that every ability that we have, every skill that we've been given, it comes from the Lord and his gracious almighty heart. And what a good and gracious king we have. If it wasn't for the Lord, you and I would be absolutely worthless. He gives us our work. He gives us our skills. He gives us our abilities. And we can use these and give back to him for his kingdom work in the fervence of the gospel. What a way to say thank you. What a way to say thank you, Lord, for what you've done for me. Thank you for your great provisions for me. You know, it's the only reason why you're still on this earth. Our job is to advance the gospel to all people and the word of God should be proclaimed to all nations. About that lovely hymn, my worth is not in what I own, not in the strength of flesh and bone, but in the costly wounds of love at the cross. My worth is not in skill or name, in win or lose or pride or shame, but in the blood of Christ that flowed at the cross. Is it not enough for you to, to be thankful this morning when you consider what Christ has done? That all that you've been given as you sit here has been given to you by the King. Is it not enough to make your heart rejoice in your Redeemer and to give something back to him? That should remind us that even when the difficult days come, we must remember to count our blessings that the Lord gives us because even the least of those blessings we don't deserve. And I should have been rightly cast into hell. But instead, dear Christian, today, you're a child of God. You're headed for glory. And he has given us all that we have. He owns it all. He's graciously entrusted it to your hands. He's given us eternal hope. And therefore, when the Lord asks us to give a little back, I wonder, are you willing? The Lord says to you this morning, take ye from among you. An offering for the Lord. What will you offer the Lord this morning? Give from what you have. But I want you to see secondly. Give whoever is of a willing heart. Come with me back to verse 5 and chapter 35 please. Says here take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Let's look at this next part. It says whosoever 
is of a willing heart. Whosoever is of a willing heart. Let me ask you a question. And I want you to answer it honestly in your heart this morning as I ask my own soul these searching questions. As the child of God, can I ask you firstly, do you love the Lord? Do you love the Lord? And maybe you answer yes to that question. Now here's the next question. It's on the screen already. How do you show him that you love him? How do you show him that you love him? As believers, we know that Doing his work and serving him doesn't save us. Only the precious blood can do that. But surely knowing that, there should be an overflowing of thankfulness and willing hearts with a passionate desire to give all that we have, all of our being to the Lord. Am I not wrong? Am I wrong? I mean, think about it. If if, if you had a life sentence in prison for your crimes, crimes that were so bad and you didn't deserve to be freed, and then someone were to come along with the keys, open the door and say, I paid for your crimes. I've paid for your crimes, all that you've done. And I've given you so much more. You're free from the guilt of the past and you're free from the guilt of tomorrow. Just go and be free. Would you not do everything for that person? To show how thankful you are to them. Dear child of God, this this is exactly what Christ has done for you. And does it not cause your heart to soar? Does it not cause you to bubble over in thankfulness and to make you serve him and give your whole life for the King of Kings? There's such an important part to this passage this morning. It's a willing heart. Whosoever is of a willing heart. This wasn't Moses coming to the people and guilt tripping them saying we're we're poor, we, we need something, we've nothing to build the tabernacle with. This wasn't Moses playing with their minds. He simply told them of the need and the people willingly with their hearts gave as much as they possibly could. The people who gave were only the ones who were stirred within their hearts to give. It's it's an act of worship. It's it's an act of worship. Look at with me at verse 20. Moses is given all these instructions from the Lord. And and look at the verse there. It says, And all the congregation of the children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. So what we see is all the people, after they've heard the need, uh, they withdraw Well, we need to go. I imagine them saying to each other, well, I need to go and give all this some thought to to see if I want to give to the Lord. And they go and they think about it and I'm sure they pray about it. And then look at verse 21. We read these beautiful words. It says, and they came, everyone whose heart stirred him up. And everyone whom his spirit made willing, and they brought the Lord's offering to the work of the tabernacle of the congregation for all his service and for the holy garments. They came with their willing hearts. They brought bracelets and earrings and rings and tablets and jewels of gold. And the men, and the men they were offering the Lord gold. And every man with whom was found blue and purple and scarlet and fine linen and goat's hair and red skins of rams and badger skins. They all brought them, every one that, they, they all brought their silver and their brass and brought it all to the Lord as an offering. Every one. Shatim wood was brought. 
and their hearts were stirred within them. And I want you to note this. Their hearts were stirred within them to give their very best. Gold, silver, fine linen. They gave their best. What about us this morning? What about you? What about me? Do we give the Lord our best? Do we give him a half-hearted effort in the things we do for him? Is that the way you would treat a member of the royal family? If they were to visit us or if we were to prepare for them coming, I'm sure you'd prepare the best you have. And we see voluntarily and freely the people give with such joy and enthusiasm and they're not restrained from giving, they give of their very best. And in verse 4 of chapter 36, those who are in charge of the construction of the tabernacle, they come to Moses and they say, you need to tell the people to stop bringing because we've got far too much. Look at verse 6. So the people were restrained from bringing the very end. So the people were restrained from bringing for the stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it. And too much. But I tell you, that verse is wonderful. Could it ever be said of you or I, in our service, in our acts of practical thankfulness, in our giving to the Lord, that we had given more than enough? We sing so often, He is my everything, He is my all. But I wonder, do our willing hearts show us? And what we give him. Is it showing in our willingness and how we serve him? They give of their best and they give more than enough. But finally, this morning, I want you to see thirdly, and verse 5 as it closes out, let's read it again. Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord, gold and silver and brass. Let him bring it. An offering to the Lord. Our offering of our hands and what we have is only to bring glory to the Lord. And each time we give of ourselves and we give of our possessions with a true heart motivated only by serving God and worshipping him, We are participating in the greatest work we could ever be part of. It's the work of the gospel. And it's the work of worshipping our God. I know I was brought up being taught that you give the first of your pay to the Lord. The first hour of your day to the Lord. The first day of the week to the Lord. And brothers and sisters, today, Sunday, is the first day of the week. This is the Lord's Day, the New New Testament Sabbath. And by the way, before Moses said any of the things that he said in this passage this morning that we studied, he actually just in the part before reminds the people of the importance of the Sabbath day. That's part of your worship. God came to Moses and told him to instruct the people to give themselves and to give what they had willingly. And this morning God speaks to us through his precious word and he instructs us, those who have their hearts stirred within them, to give for the work 
of the gospel. Give from what you have. Give with willing hearts an offering to the Lord. As we draw to a close, let me read you these words. And I know this is part of a Christmas hymn. We'll be singing it in no time. But I love these words when I sing them at Christmas. What can I give him? Poor as I am. If I were a shepherd, I would bring a lamb. If I were a wise man, I would do my part. Yet what I can I give him? Give my heart. Can you give him your heart this morning? I'm talking about all the parts that you've been holding back. Maybe you've been giving parts of your life to the Lord. I'm talking about your whole life. Can you give him your whole self? And will our joy overflow to serve him throughout this week? As we go into mission. To to show the love of Christ to your neighbour. To share the gospel with them. To share the gospel with a work colleague. What would it be like if we took on the same attitude of the Israelites in this passage? Would it be evident to those around us of our great love for a great God who has done so much for us? One day we're going to go to glory and we'll see the great debt that was paid. And I know when I stand before the Lord I think the hymn writer gets it right when he says, by and by, when I look in his face, I'll wish I'd given him more. I trust that each of us will hear those words, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee a ruler over many. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. What's our passage tell us this morning? What verse can we take away? Well, I feel it's chapter 35 and verse 5. Or that you would mark it down. And that you would live it out. Take ye from among you an offering unto the Lord. Whosoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it. An offering of the Lord.